Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. Still here with Chloe Petz. Chloe, you left us on a cliffhanger. Yeah. You were outside Buckingham Palace. <laughs> you... Got tripped and pushed by a guy. What happened next? So I stand up and I, I sort of, I get up and I'm going to this guy. Why the hell did you just push me? What the heck? Yeah. Why, why the heck have you just pushed why me? The why, the, yeah. why the heck? You could you. tell he was very intimidated by me. <laughs> why <You>. the heck? <laughs> you ham. Oh, hecking hell. <laughs> Anyone um, who says heck as well. Heck. Oh, heck. <laughs> heck. Oh, heck. That's re- it is really fun to say heck over and over. Heck, rest, heck. rest of the podcast. Heck. I think you say if you say under your breath, it's but heck. Oh, heck. Do you know oh, what no, that one? sounds weird? Like you just had a wank or something. Oh, you did. Heck. Do you oh, know? Heck. My, my mates are, <laughs> and, being, and being caught. And you didn't mean to. And like, being caught. Yeah, said, oh, yeah. heck. Oh, heck. <laughs> Imagine oh. having a wank and then saying oh heck. <laughs> I think I actually have done that before. <laughs> I think. Oh heck. oh heck! That that honestly doesn't surprise me. That feels like anyone that's been on Made in Chelsea. That's the rule. After you've all, you're talking to someone called Heck. Oh heck! Oh heck! We've done it again. Oh, um, yeah. yes, my man. mate Imogen has started saying the word drat again, drat. which uh, I think is so. Which good. is uh, what's his name? Off, my uh, mate, catch the pigeon. Didn't he used to say that? Drat. Catch the pigeon. Gin- catch, catch the, the pigeon. pigeon. <laughs> what was it? Muttley and what was he called? Dick uh, Dastardly. Dick Dastardly. Dastardly yeah. God, you just sort of unearthed <laughs> something yeah, yeah, from yeah. me there. Is this, is this trauma? <laughs> no, not at all. It was just, you said what, catch we need the to pigeon disassemble and then I just... The... <laughs> what, what you didn't see is Chloe just like basically regurgitated like our whole childhood. It, 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 <laughs> it almost looked like you weren't... Catch in, the pigeon. It looked like you weren't in control of your mouth. Catch the pigeon. Just like, <laughs> some, like some sleeper cell who's just been awake. It felt like my soul Killing just... everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. Yeah. You're basically just going into like a doing weird trance to block everything out, all the thing you all the chaos you're causing. Catch the pigeon. That was crazy. Catch the pit. Wow. Well I used to fucking love that show. Wait, hang on. So wait, what happened? Right, yeah, sorry, I so, should just finish the story track. and then we'll um so I'm going, 
what the heck? And then, <laughs> and then drat. He, he drat. And then he goes, uh, he, he like genuinely, I've never seen someone just like their face just change and reassemble itself in such like a drastic way. And he was like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were a bloke. And I went to him like, what <laughs> the fuck, mate? Like, like, so what? So yeah. what if you thought I was a bloke? And then his but, argument was he thought you were a bloke. Yeah, it's okay to push you over because yeah. I thought you were a bloke. But now I know that you're a woman, right? And I would never have pushed you over, you know? Yeah. Women and children on the boat first. That's my moral code of conduct. But he, <laughs> he, um, but then I, it's this thing where, because this happens to me quite a lot, like I can now like read a situation where when someone thinks I'm a man, someone thinks I'm a woman. So on this one, if his moral code of conduct is, I don't push women, I don't lay hands on women, I was like, well, I've got carte blanche here because whatever I say to him, he's no. not going to react back. So I just followed him down the street, screaming at him going, you're a fucking prick. How dare you never do that to anyone again. You're an embarrassment to yourself. You're an embarrassment to your family. And um, he just I remember sort of, you went in. Yeah, I went in. Oh, drat! I said, "Hicking heck, 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 heck!" Oh, look, there's a pigeon. Yeah, yeah, it was great, and I hope, I hope he felt so ashamed. But it's also that good thing of like, I did come away from that situation feeling like quite angry and upset. But then stand up is an amazing thing because it gives you the last word because you get to you get to write that story, package that story, go mm. around the country telling that story and have people on your side laughing at that guy. And it feels like a very sort of cathartic, therapeutic pro uh, process to sort of be able to like process. The ultimate revenge really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never thought revenge. of it that way. That's exactly what it's like. He can't, he can't answer. He's got yeah. no response. Yeah. That's Unless he comes and heckles, but I'll sort him right out. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why in comedy, it's quite good, I suppose, to to make to to make jokes about trauma or whatever things have happened to you, because actually, it it, it releases all of that anger or tension. Exactly that. You yeah, because they always say, you know, they always say in, inverted anger can lead to depression, right? So when people are so angry about stuff and they yeah. don't actually release yeah. it, then it can really hurt you. So actually going on stage and releasing all of that things that have happened to you in the past is actually a really great way to get over stuff. You know, when you like something happens, you have an argument or something, and then you don't say the thing that you wanted to say. And then the next morning you're in the shower and you're going, oh, God, oh, I should have said that. I should have said that. Stand up gives you a release for that because you get to relive that that situation every day and say the thing that you should have said, it's great. Also, the great thing you say about uh, comedy is the fact that you basically wanted a life of retirement. And that's, <laughs> and that's what got, comedy is basically where you just get to watch movies in the day and then just go and do yeah. a little thing at night. That's why I'm annoyed that you've got me in here at 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> I, I was never meant to be made for this. I should still be in bed. Come on, guys. Hey, listen, Edinburgh's coming up. Yeah. Um, August, whole month. Edinburgh, I find what I've done. It, I did a, a few days once at the uh, Udderbelly, but it's amazing that I find that every single night for a month, comedians all around the world go there and they put on a show every single night. Yeah. And you're going up there. I want to hear about your show. I heard a rumor <laughs> that um, you uh, could be a winner this year. It's ba <laughs> We'll talk about it really quickly because I don't know. No, no, tell us. Bogged down in like the awards thing of it. But basically, like, the way that the Edinburgh Fringe works is there's like a main comedy award mm. where you essentially like the best shows of the Fringe get nominated and then one wins at the end. And then there's sort of like a subsidiary sort of um, like newcomer award where again, people doing their first hour can get nominated for that award and then they'll pick a winner. Um, it's one of those things where you, you just can't, 
you can't go focused on that because you if you're trying to if you're trying to win an award that is decided on by a bunch of other people then like again that's anxiety isn't it because you're mm. fo- fixating on something outside of yeah. your control and i think the best way to do it is just focus on the quality of your work making a show that you enjoy performing and that you are excited to do and then the rest of that stuff is just and what of, will be what will be yeah it's 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 noise that you don't need and like i'm not going to i'm not going to sit here and lie to you like the day that the newcomer award gets announced if i'm not on it i will be a bit disappointed but it will last for one day and then i'll I'll think about all of the amazing things that I have like been privileged enough to have in my career and just sort of get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, How, that's it. So, what is the show called? Transience. Transience. Yeah. Okay, and uh, you're going up there. What days it start? What? What? Where is it? All that kind of stuff. So, I, th- I think it starts on the second or third of August. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> around there. Um, and I'm, I'm, you know, Pleasant's Courtyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at Pleasant's upstairs at six p.m. And uh, I'm well excited for it because uh, I've been sort of like doing like a, a small tour of the show already. Mm. So usually like around this phase, you'd be like absolutely shitting yourself going, oh God, I've got to have a show ready in a month. Whereas I did all of that in May when I had to have it ready for the Soho Theatre. So I'm just buzzing because I'm like, yeah, I know my show inside out. I'm ready to do it. I'm excited to perform Fuck. it every day. That must yeah. be the greatest feeling when you have a show so under your belt. Like, like so you. it's like when you do a play when I was at school and you just go, Fuck, I know my lines. Yeah. I, I, I know what I'm saying in this. Yeah. Like, like that's so when you have it, that means also, I suppose you can kind of play with it a bit more yeah. because you, you know which bits the audience are going to really like and then you can almost like draw it out of them so much because you're so comfortable with the whole thing and when you know it inside out you can sort of start self-editing on stage so i did i did it last night and in my head i was like oh i get to this bit and the show always dips Mm. and i don't really enjoy doing it so i was just like hang on a minute you don't have to do it just cut it out Mm. and then i found another segue to the next bit and it's made the show so much better because Look, if you're if you're bored of the things that you're saying on stage, mm. and how can you expect the audience to be? Yeah, interested? yeah, yeah, complete. It's, it, do you, with your comedy, do you like telling a story? Is that is that how it works with transience? Is it like a story going through? It's not a story per se. I'd say there's like refrains. So it's like it's stand up routines all on a similar theme, building mm. to sort of a crescendo, and then between the routines, I'd say there's like explanations, call callbacks, and stuff. So it does hang together as a neat thing, but it's not like a story about a man pushing me over. Do you know what I mean? It's that's in there, but that's just, yeah, it's not one big story. God, it must be, it just, it, cause it's the, it's the pinnacle, right? Like not the pinnacle, but it's Edinburgh is where so many legends have been made. Yeah. And you know, I, I remember I was up there with Rose Matafeo when she won best newcomer. She's amazing. It, she's now killing it. Yeah. And, and what's so great. I just, I, I feel like loads of female talent has come out of Edinburgh recently who are just smashing it. Yeah. Which seems like a really kind of cool place. Because typically, you know, it was always men. It was always men, the Coogans and whoever, always these people doing it. It was never women doing it. But now I feel like women have taken that sort of leap and are now, uh, you know, they're, they're sort of more popular in lots of ways. Because, because like, society is allowing them to be. Like, there's still, there's still so much of that culture of, like, I don't usually find women funny, but you're great. And people still say that. Does that happen? Oh, yeah. Shut up. No way. Seriously. Seriously. I've been supporting. I supported Ed Gamble on tour earlier this year. So, you know, getting introduced to lots of new audiences that hadn't seen me before. What I'd do is uh, if my tour show was coming back to that city, I'd go around at the interval flyering people in a quite sort of capitalist soul destroying, like selling my wares kind of way. (laughs) But um, (laughs) 
men and women will come up to me and say, I don't usually find women funny, but you were great. And I'm like, that is. Does that annoy you? Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. Of course it annoys me. I'm like, I am like, well. But how do you counter that? So how, how like that's a, that's a really, it, it's a kind of really, um, like that's a hurtful thing, right? Because it's your craft and someone is saying, oh, you're, you're, it's like when someone said, you know, you are, oh, you're actually quite funny. It's like the expectance is you're, you're not going mm. to be. So it's, it doesn't bother me. I just feel sorry for like, they're, they're like wives, girlfriends, sisters, like children that like, oh, you don't find any of them funny, do you? The way I respond is that they're like, uh, I don't usually find women funny. I'm like, yeah, that's true. None of them are like Catherine Ryan. She's absolutely dog shit. You know? <laughs> I'm the only funny one. Do you know what I mean? Has that always happened though? Like, do, do you, for you, have that, has that always been a challenge throughout your career? It's like, you, have you thought you walk on the stage because I'm female, people are going to think I'm not funny. So I have to prove to them that I am funny. It's not, it's not as much anymore. I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say like, it's uh it's like a, a massive issue but there will be rooms again it's that thing of because i've done it so much now i understand when i understand when it's happening like you mm. can you can there are like micro things that you'd be able to notice from experience and um yeah sometimes you you can tell it's like a bunch of meathead men they'll like they'll sit there with their arms folded like come on and make me laugh and some mm. of them you'll never crack some of them you do but but you think there's more of a challenge sometimes because you're female. Yeah, definitely. I, but again, I don't want to overstate it. I don't want to be like, um, yeah, it happens all the time. And also it is like a hard thing to say because sometimes when you argue that, like it is harder for women, people will be like, well, maybe you're just not funny. And it's like, mm. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I am okay at this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah. And, but genuinely, most audiences are lovely and, and want the best for you and, and completely wish you well. But it can be that that one guy, if it's like a, if it's like a small club, that one guy that's sat there, maybe he'll heckle you or something, and he he's feeling intimidated that he's not the funniest guy in the room. Yeah, that can stink up the whole room because he's trying to undermine your authority. Um, how, how does it work? It's you, quite it's quite interesting, just like from like a historical perspective, like where that's come from, because it's obviously been what's been allowed to be funny, and obviously men kind of you know they had the control, and so it was like they weren't allowed, women weren't allowed to be yeah. funny. They weren't allowed to fucking do anything at one point. Yeah. So now it's like, I guess it's just taking time to slowly get rid of that and deconstruct all of these like yeah, bonkers old ways of thinking. I think. Yeah. Where Where has that come from? The fact that people, there's this sort of stereotypical well, thing women, that women, women aren't funny. work at one point. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. <laughs> no, but no, but as in, no, not saying that's true, right? But that's what it is. And people, like you said, people come up to you and say, oh, you, oh you're, I, I don't find women funny, but you actually are. Well, why, why is that a thing? Like, where does that even come from? I feel like, um, I think historically it's partially that of like women have always been like, you have to be quiet. You have to be seen, not heard. You mm. have to sort of, it's embarrassing if you were to like, uh, you know, outshine your husband or something. I guess fundamentally it's a control thing, isn't it? Control. It's That's what it exactly is. Because if they're starting, if they're outshining, you're, the man's losing control and yeah. they're not. Every now and again, they might be like, oh, she's she's quite funny sometimes, but she has to stay. Yeah, stay within. in your lane. Yeah. yeah. But then in the seventies, like, and 80s and that, like, women were, were, like, considered so mainstream funny. Victoria Wood, Joe Brand, French and Saunders, all of this. Yeah. It, it feels like, it almost feels like when progress happens it, and men feel like they're losing they control, then they then pull it back. So it's then that, oh, let's reinforce the narrative of, I don't find 
what women's stuff funny. I don't find periods that, that funny. That seems to happen in quite a broad spectrum of, of, of parts of society when things get a bit too loose and it goes outside of the control, then they fucking stamp on it and they're like, right, let's pull it back in again. Not to get too serious, but that's why Roe versus Wade has happened. It's mm. when right-wingers think that they're losing control, they really clamp down and, and often the recipient of the clamping down is women and they police their bodies as a as a means of like wider societal control. Mm. So I suppose then when when you do have the success that you have Chloe and you the fact that you you're doing these tours and things like that and you're going to stage and people are loving your shows, that must be like, you know, fucking come on. It just must be a real kind of um I just think, you know, especially going to Edinburgh and doing this and hopefully being nominated and stuff like that. <laughs> it, you know, I, and I truly believe, and it, it must be just a real, when your show's doing well, it must be such a great feeling aside that the work, the hard work that everyone's put in, male or female, whoever it is, but being congratulated for your work must be awesome. It's great. It's really nice. It's really nice to hear nice things. Um, and uh, yeah, I think what's really cool is being a person who's masculine presenting, uh, being able to like go and talk about all of that stuff in an accessible way to a room of people that might not necessarily have heard about those experiences and we can all laugh together and hopefully like I'm teaching them something in a non-patronizing non-didactic kind of way just in a funny way of just like oh look at my life oh it's the nicest feeling in the world because you hope that those people that haven't seen that might go away and just yeah understand someone in their life a bit better or someone walking down the street a bit better they might just yeah not judge as much as quickly and that's a really nice feeling if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with juvederm volbella xc and juvederm ultra xc your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today that's j-u-v-e-d-e-r-m.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with juvederm volbella xc or juvederm ultra xc do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What is your writing process like? Because I always find, you know, I remember when I, I've said this before, but when I did Made in Chelsea for so long, you know, every single time you, you're walking into a scene and you have to make it funny, entertaining, all these different things. So a lot of the time you're thinking about content. Yeah. As a comedian, everything's content. Yeah. The fact that you walked in this room today, something funny, that's content. How do you, you know, how do you go into working hours and non-working hours? Because you're presumably writing all the time. Yeah, definitely. And um, I think that what the, the cool thing is, is that, I initially used to think that you have to like sit down at a desk for four hours and that's what writing is. But mm. that's not what writing is. Yeah. Writing is like you're on the tube, you have an idea, you get your notebook out, you jot it down. You've just written. Mm. Um, I think I try not to like be looking at, uh, I, I try not to be like coming into a situation looking for the funny. I just like go in, exist in a situation and then it will be later where you're like reflecting, processing, as yeah, you said earlier, yeah. that your brain goes, oh, hang on a minute, that was a bit funny. There's something in that. Mm. And um. And then, yeah, so what I'll do then is I'll jot down a few ideas, like probably in quite long form, like write it out fully. Then I'll read back those ideas, bullet point that, and then take it to an open, uh, like a new material night and practice it and then record it, listen back, funny bits keep. Fuck, that's write more. so intense. Yeah. You're, you're, you're constantly like like judging yourself or like I, I, I sometimes can't listen to podcasts back because I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can listen to that. But you're constantly listening to your material back and going, oh, and, and I suppose even the way like a sentence is formed by changing the words around, it can make it funnier. That's exactly it. You put the funniest bit to the end of the sentence. Yeah. Isn't that not, is that not like a, a mind fuck sometimes? And, and also when you have off days and you're not being funny, you must be so hard on yourself. You'd be like, shit, I just don't feel funny at the moment. Yeah, but on stage, like you just, you do it enough that you slip into that muscle memory where yeah, if you're not feeling it. funny, then you just like act the way that you did three days ago when you were feeling funny. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, totally. It's, it's just a show you're putting on a performance and it's good now that, you know, when I'm, when I'm about to walk out, you just, that switch flicks and you're like, right, cool. Come on. I got, I got this now. Hey, we had uh, your friend Olga Koch on the podcast. Yeah. She's, by the way, she's a legend. Oh, she's amazing. She is so funny. Yeah. Like, honestly, she's the genius. You guys had pointless together. We had on the podcast. Yeah. You guys won pointless. Yeah. Is that a big moment for you? What do you think? It's the biggest <laughs> moment of my whole career. I'm never, I've peaked so early. I'm never going to do anything better than that, am I? Three pointless answers in the final. Come on. Three? Yeah. Wow. Was it unreal? It was, uh, like, I, we were, I was absolutely shitting it because Pointless is like my parents' favorite program. So I text my mom like, oh, I'm really worried. It's, it's not going to go well. Like, you'll be ashamed of me. And she was like, yeah, I absolutely will be. And I was like, oh, thanks, mom. Like, thanks for relieving that pressure. And then, so I was the most nervous I've ever been in my career. Really? Shut up, you're lying to No, me. I'm not. I'm not. It's the most nervous I've ever been in my career. To go on Pointless. A, to go on Pointless, yeah. Because A, I want to do well for like, and I haven't done loads of TV, so it's a massive deal for me in that regard. Mm. And the other thing is, I'm so competitive that if I didn't win it, then I'd be sad for weeks. Like, you know, mm. it'd be like England losing to Germany again. Like mum telling me to go, you know, have a shower because I'm crying too much. But, and then we got to the, we got to the like head to head at the end yeah. and I got a really simple question wrong and I was like, that's it. I fucked it. I fucked it. I'm going <laughs> to be- That's what he did. 
Oh, did what you? What did I get wrong? I can't remember, but you fucked it at the end. Are you joking? We got to the final. Yeah, the... I know. We got to the. We got, we got we, to the very, we we got got to the very end. end. Yeah. yeah. We oh, well, you didn't fuck it then. You're fine. No, I didn't fuck it at all. But we didn't win. But you got your trophy. We got our trophy. We got, yeah, yeah, but we didn't get a point. But we got to answer. we got to uh, uh, we got to one on twice on two of them. Yeah. And and we should have had a pointless answer because you said Switzerland. I didn't pick Switzerland. Uh, but anyway, so you thought you'd fucked it. What happened? Because when you got the question wrong. Well, what had happened is fortunately we'd were the were the like lowest scorers the whole way through so we got to go first on the head to head because mm. both couples knew the two lowest answers on both occasions so basically whoever got to go first would go through to the final so we got the next one right got through and then uh yeah Olga and I were there Premier League questions came, uh question about the Premier League came up and I was like do I choose this do we choose this mm because i'm the only one that can do it and it's all on me or do we choose something that we know a bit less about between us but at least we could both have a go mm. and then olga just turned to me and was like you've been waiting this for this moment your whole entire life you have to do it so we picked it was there a pause like was there a pause like, when you went yeah so it's a mad cinematic moment I went, she like kneels lesbians down. unite <laughs> yeah, yeah. and we all formed into a transformer and answered the question did together. you did you say when it came out did you go heck Oh, drat. <laughs> no, but, but honestly, so I would say now, because the job of stand-up co comedian is like, you, you learn how to manage pressure and you learn how to like keep your body calm mm. in big high pressure situations. Well, with Pointless- <laughs> I didn't, I had to wear tampons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arm tampons. It, yeah, was. it was actually double. They so stupid. There were sanitary like... towels underneath his armpits because yeah. he was sweating so much. That's gonna help, but that made me look even fucking weirder. <laughs> and, and all he kept saying to me was, oh God, oh God, oh God. Oh God, oh God. Yeah, I was panicking. Were you, oh God. Were oh you God. wearing like a tam tank top and you just had your <laughs> No, I had, I had a, like a long sleeve grey shirt and obviously was sweating profusely. Is that a, a TV trick then? But Tamps yeah, up yeah, your yeah, arms. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is now. Yeah, yeah. Put tampons <laughs> underneath. Not like not the the long thin things. tampons are quite absorbent. They, I reckon they could probably like kill you, suck all the hydration out. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly tangent. I had a, fr really I had a friend at school. I had a friend at school. This is, I had a friend at school, and I, I think he watched the movie Kids or whatever it was. He used to go and get. He used to go and get um, tampons and put it in rye beer and suck it. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. You see people. People are doing that. Yeah, now. that's what you used to do. At, at raves and stuff, going out to people like, do you want do you want a vape? And it's just a tampon, and they're sucking on the tampon. <laughs> I don't know if they're used or anything, but still, it was quite funny. <laughs> oh I've never seen that in my life. I've never yeah. seen that in I my life. I made it up. It is a thing. A Wait, thing. hang on. So, so it comes to the it comes to the question. Yeah. It's the big question. You've been waiting this your entire life. What and happens? It comes up, and it's literally a question that I could answer in my sleep, mm. right? But, but because of the pressure, because I was so nervous, my body just. I went red, I started getting hot, I started shaking, oh, no. all of this. And I was like, it's not gonna come, it's not gonna come. And then fortunately, I thought of three answers and I was like, I don't know if any of these are gonna be pointless, but they all were. What? Yeah. What were the, what what were the answers? The, what, what, was were the, the what, was, what was the question, what were the answers? So it was Premier League champions and then they gave three different teams. So it was like mm. Man U 2012, 2013, uh, Man City 2019, 2020, Liverpool 21, 2022. And you had to name a player uh, 2021, sorry, a player who had like played one or more times for each of those title winning teams. Right. So I said, do you want to have a go? No. Do you want to have a go? Absolutely. Wait, so, 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 I'd be so, terrible at that. One more time. Man U, yeah. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Man City, 2019, 2020. Yeah. Liverpool, 2020, 2021. Okay. 
And and the and the question was players that have played one or more in those title winning seasons, once or more in those title winning seasons. Oh my god! Uh, Pause the podcast and play along at oh home. Oh no, here we go. Um, I, I, uh, Milner. Milner w- would have played. I don't know if he was pointless. It was in, but okay, that's a pretty good answer. Let me yeah. go again. Let me go again. Um, well he might have been. He might have been. Oh my god! Who? What, okay. Um, Okay, so what was your oh, point? Well. Like, what did you say? I think it's a good shout, though. Um, I said Origi, oh, uh, Lalana, and Tom Cleverly. Oh my God. Cleverly is a good one. It's good, isn't it? That is, yeah. when, when that popped into your head, we yeah. like, I've got it. Cleverly done. <laughs> but no, because what I did is um, d- during like all of the lockdowns, I'd sit on that quiz website called Sporkle. Do you know it? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just, uh, I just try and write out all of the. Um, all of the teams. Um, I know we've got to wrap up soon, but can I tell you a story about Edinburgh? One please, time? please. So you was there with um, Francis. Yeah. What's for Fra- Francis? Francis Bull. Francis Bull. <laughs> I thought um, when Francis Bourgeois started coming out, I was like, <laughs> what's that Made in Chelsea fella talking about trains for? Oh, you thought it was <laughs> actually so true. I got so confused. Because <laughs> like, he is very bourgeois. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's similar in what's, so many ways. What's yeah. that? Made in Chelsea, like talking about trains. <laughs> what's he, what's he talking about trains all of a sudden. Um, right, so you was in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. I was in Edinburgh that year. Did you ever go to the flick? Diane Chorley's The Flick. It was like this little um, like karaoke bar that would be like a club night as well. I don't think I went to it. I was there every night. Okay, I was I was all about the place, and I went it. I went in one time, and I hope this story doesn't reflect badly on me. I tried to act well at all times, but your mate Francis was in there, and obviously, yeah. like he's sort of a celebrity, so caused a bit of a scene. And I'm just sort of standing there having a dance, um, and I see this lime fly across the air, and your mate Francis is walking out the door, and yes. the lime hits him directly yes. on the back of the head, and I start. What I should have done is gone, oh, that's absolutely awful. But I think that's really funny. It is funny. So I start absolutely cracking up. He turns around, looks at me, storms over to me and goes, why did you just throw that lime at me? <laughs> that's such a Francis thing to do. And I, was right. like, I, didn't, I didn't throw that lime at you. And he goes, well, why are you laughing? Then I was like, well, I just thought it was quite funny that of all of the people the lime could have hit in this room, it's hit you, Francis of Made in Chelsea. And he just went, oh. And stormed out. <laughs> I love it when people can't take a joke. I know, I know. He's the type of person that would hate And then I, I, I turn around and I'm like, I wonder who did throw the line. And then I turn around and I see this girl that I knew um, who, I she used to play cricket for England schoolgirls. <laughs> so I was like, she bowled oh, it. So she bowled a line and she's actually meant to hit Francis on the back of the head. And now I look like the absolute prick oh. that's taking him out. As, as so she good. hit him, honestly, in the head, there must have been so much excitement that she, it had actually done it. Yeah. She, she was... She couldn't believe it. She was absolutely it. cracking up. And I went, I went over and went, you can't be throwing limes at minor celebrities. It's not... <laughs> It's not on. It's not on. You can't be doing that. And then we did think it was quite funny in the end. I had a, I had a friend, just quickly before we go, I had a friend, um, or a guy that I know who was in a bar and uh, he was standing at the bar and Hugh Grant walks in, stands next to him. Anyway, he's standing at the bar and there were three people. This person didn't know him and Hugh Grant. Anyway, the person next to him obviously farted <gasps> and he walked off and Hugh Grant turned to this guy and went, have you just farted? <laughs> <laughs> Because that stinks. And he went, no, I haven't. No, I haven't. 
the bar. And Hugh Being Grant went, asked uh, by Hugh Grant if you farted his fucking at funny. At the bar. It was so good. Uh, Chloe, listen, I, I wish you all the luck um, in the world in Edinburgh. We Transients, it, it's uh, at what theatre can we go and see it? Pleasance Upstairs mm -hmm. um, at 6pm. And then... Either the second or the third. Which one was it? I can't remember. Well, no, it starts on the second uh, or the third. <laughs> yeah, but it runs the whole month, right? And it runs the whole month. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I'll do like a spring tour of it sort of around and about. But come see it in Edinburgh. I think it's going to be really fun. Are you going to come? Let's go. I'm, I'm hoping oh, that we're going to go out. We really want to go. on tour. Well, no, we're just going to go out for a few days just to like see it and experience yeah. it and see it. So if we come up 100%, we'll come see Let me know and I'll sort you out. Yeah. Oh my come God, 100%. And where can we get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets at Ed, the Ed Fringe uh, website. Or on my website. I'm just imagining us turning up. There's fucking loads of limes. <laughs> just, just, just absolutely lime in yeah. there. Um, or just shouting, make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, make yeah, us oh, laugh. Oh, make us laugh. <laughs> um, and I'll try my best to. Uh, or my website, chloepets.org. Ooh, oh, very oh, efficient. Yeah. Uh, lovely. And you can follow Chloe on Instagram, social media, and all that kind of I stuff. I got this is small fry for you, but yesterday I got up to ten thousand followers. I saw. That's mad, isn't it? You're at ten point seven, I think it was. I saw. Stop. No, I can't have leaped that high. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could be. Not overnight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think <laughs> people have heard I'm coming on this. They're yeah. like, oh, give that a follow. <laughs> hey, news. Chloe, uh, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Um. Always wear Birkenstocks with socks because I think it looks cooler. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Everybody, have a good week. See you later. Yeah. Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.